just as a little side note, I did copy a lot of this in this podcast. I copied the names of the foods and the names of the countries are also copied. And I did copy some comments about the foods. Let's get started. Dragon fruit, asparagus, parsley and lettuce. They're all normal foods, right? We all know or at least heard about those foods, right? Mm, Now that I think about it, I'm sick of constantly eating normal food. Today we have 35 crazy odd foods that other countries like to eat. Viewer discretion is advised. I went through this before, just to be nice, I'm giving you guys a warning in advance. If you don't have a strong stomach or you can't handle bugs and that, do not continue. Also, I'm doing most of this without a script in front of me, so don't judge, and my dad is right behind me and is very loud. Our first crazy food is frog legs in France. Okay, first of all, if I had to eat it, I would go for the legs, and I would pretend it was chicken. It just sounds disgusting, though, but I can also see the picture, and the frogs are yellow. Would you eat it? Flying into number two is... Hormigas colonas, big butt ants in Colombia. These ants are terrifying. Not only are they as big as a fully grown adult's thumb, it has a bigger backside than most ants. It also flies. And let us not forget, people eat these as food delicacies. They like eating it. Crawling its way into number three is maggot cheese in Sardinia, Italy. Once the eggs open, the larvae start feeding and the cheese is eaten while the larvae are still alive. When it comes to Sardinian food, nothing is weirder than kazu mazu, literally rotten cheese. Okay, just first of all, the cheese is eaten while the larvae are still alive. Alive! Are you kidding me? No, thank you. Racing into number four is Sanaji Live Octopus in Korea. In Korea, they really do this. I've seen YouTubers react to mukbangs and they'll eat live octopus. I don't know why, but they don't seem to care that it is a living, breathing, walking thing that is alive. I saw a mukbang once, and the octopus stuck to the, her, the mukbanger's face, I don't know how to say that, and almost ripped her skin off. You get what you pay for, and you paid for live octopus. Buzzing into number five is locust bugs in Myanmar. I can honestly say... It was the grossest food I've ever put in my mouth. If you've ever watched the TV show, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, you'll have seen people in the Australian jungle munching their way through a variety of different insects. I'm no celebrity, but I've tried eating locusts. And after that experience, I can firmly say that if they offered me a chance to go on that show, I'd decline. Well, that just, just says it all. I don't need to say much else at all to explain what this food tastes like. No, thank you. I would decline that offer too. Or would I? How much money does it pay? Flapping, or maybe not flapping, into number six is bird embryo bullet egg in the Philippines. As I chewed 
on the soft bones and the soft feathers of the bullet egg, I began to imagine every part of the embryo, from its beak to its claws. Ha! <laughs> no thanks. I can't eat birds, because they're too cute, especially not embryos. I can see pictures of all of these foods, as I call them in this episode. And it looks disgusting. Not appetizing at all. It, just saying, if you like this, I'm not judging. I'm just saying that just from the description without the picture, I would not like to eat these. So if you like these, I'm not judging at all. Just saying. Don't take it personally. Please. Please. Trotting in into number seven is Basashi Raw Horse Meat in Japan. In Japan, I got to try many very strange dishes such as raw horse meat and cod sperm, which looks like human brain. Japan has one of the most delicious cuisines in the world. But that doesn't mean that they don't also have some of the weirdest food as well. Well, they plated it nicely. Well, at least that's what I see from the picture. There looks like to be this weird orange looking thing and some nice leaves in like a plate that looks like water or like frozen water like almost droplet it looks nice but it's also the fact that ruins it for me is that it's raw it's not cooked and that kind of ruins it for me sniffing into number eight is kai guinea pig in ecuador it still looked remarkably like a guinea pig, and I could see its little teeth at the front of its mouth. I won't lie, I was a little conflicted about eating guinea pig on my visit to Quincea, Ecuador. Although, I had never had one as a pet myself. My neighbor was a guinea, was guinea pig mad, and I could remember going over to stroke them when I was a kid. So what she's saying, or he is saying... Is that it's cooked, but the teeth are still there. And I'm looking at the picture, and it's like brown and shiny. Like the skin is shiny, and there's like bones or like ligaments or something like pointing up and not attaching to like the other parts. Like it's only attached to one part, and the teeth are there, and the mouth is so wide open. Oh my gosh, I can't even explain it. And it's like laid out on the plate, and the like the feet are like off the plate out the back on the other side. And it looks like a big plate too like there's a plate like a normal plate right next to it that's like I would try it but hesitantly maybe snorting in to number nine is Mozilla blood sausage in Spain Mozilla is made with cooked pork blood and then left to dry it looks like a normal sausage but it's very dark almost black in color during my recent trip to Costa Tropical in Spain, I had the chance to try blood, blood sausage for the first time in my life. I have encountered this dish many times, both in restaurants and in the supermarket, but I never tried it before until now. I had Mozilla blood sausage for the first time at the Bodega Cuatro Vientos at a winery located 
in the hills of Costa Tropical with stunning views over both the coast and the snowy peaks of the Serena Nevada Mountains. So if you want to go on a trip, go to whatever that place was, and apparently it's really nice. But what blood sausage is really made of is it's generally made from pork blood and a relatively high proportion of oatmeal. In the past, it was occasionally flavoured with penny royal, di differing from continental European versions in its relatively limited range of ingredients and relance on oatmeal and barely barley instead of onions to absorb the blood. Sounds nice. Ish. I mean, I'll try it. Sausage. Can't be that bad. Can't be that bad. Maybe. I'll try it. Would you try it? Let me know. And we're back to ants because coming in at number 10 is giant ant eggs and raspberry in Luang Prabang. They explode when you bite down on them and release their creamy liquid interior. I've had my fair share of insects while traveling Southeast Asia, but by far the most creative insect dish was a giant ant egg and raspberry sorbet created by a Loa chef in Luang Prabang. The hotel I was staying at gave the chef of a fairly, fairly upscale lower, 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 I don't know how to pronounce that, restaurant, a heads up that we were up for adventurous food. So he prepared a three-course insect-based fine dining menu for us, the highlight of which, in terms of creativity, was this ant egg sorbet for dessert. So apparently the eggs explode when you bite down on them. And they have a creamy liquid interior. Okay, that kind of sounds nice. I might be judged slightly for saying that. But I don't care. I will try that. It says sorbet. That's kind of like ice cream, I think. I don't know. Learning about that at school. But it sounds nice. But I still don't know how I feel about it. I don't know. I don't know. How do you feel about it? I would try it. Chomping its way into a number 11 on this weird, weird list is crocodile meat curry in Cambodia. I'm glad I tried this one when I did because I'm not sure how to get my hands on crocodile ingredients back home. Do humans eat crocodiles? There are plenty of interesting foods to sample. Walking the streets of Simpreep, Cambodia, more than one local kid approached us with a tray of insects and bugs. Okay. Okay, so people eat bugs. That does come up in this list later on. But it actually looks really nice. It actually, it's like a, almost like a soup. That's why it says curry. And it has, like, crocodile meat, and it actually looks really good. Like, if I got offered, uh, like, all of these foods, that would be one of the foods I would eat. 
Um, but definitely, definitely not the bird embryo, not the live octopus, and definitely not the maggot cheese. And there are so many other things that I would not eat in this list of weird, weird foods. Weird, 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 weird foods. Too weird for my liking. These creepy crawlies crawled into number 12 because these creepy crawlies are fried insects, insect bugs in Thailand. Take your pick, close your eyes, and pop the edible insect into your mouth. Share the experience with a friend and a nice cold chang in hand to wash it down with. Guessing that's some type of drink or alcohol. But this picture has bugs as big as a fully a grown fully grown adult's hand. And there's bugs that almost look like tarantulas. And they're terrifying. And I will never put one of those in my mouth unless if I have to to live or I don't know they're in a food. But if I know that they're there and I don't have to do it to survive and I can survive on anything else, then I, they will never, ever touch me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're creepy and no thank you. Uh, would you? Because I won't. And never will. Ever. Inching its way into number 13 is inchworms. No, I'm kidding. It's actually coconut worms in Vietnam. They ruin the coconut, but the worms are a delicacy to Vietnamese. Who eat them in a number of ways? For us, the highlights of adventuring to foreign lands is experiencing strange foods and the bizarre products you wouldn't find at home. In Vietnam, you're absolutely spoiled for choice. And in this, and this even in supermarkets, go to one of the local street markets and things and get even more extreme. So, by the look of the picture, they're like worms. But they're like really really thick and like I don't know if that's the front end or the back end but it's like red with like spiky like pinches I'm guessing that's like the mouth and it's like really red and it has like spiky pincher looking things for its mouth I guess no thank you I would never eat those ever I don't want to eat those because they actually look really disgusting. And so it also says here, one of the things that really caught our eye was the first time we saw packaged coconut worms in the chilled section of a supermarket in Hanoi. A pack of them wrapped in cling film. King, cling film. I'm guessing that's kind of like cling wrap right next to the regular meats and for a cheap price no matter how cheap they are i'm never getting them ever nope no matter how much it's for actually it's, mm, no never ever stumping its way into number 14 is ox head in omen my stomach revolted 
I saw the severed head lying on the roof ter terrace, smeared and inspiced marinade. We have tried lots of strange food on our travels, from fermented mare's milk in Kazakhstan to snake, tarantula and scorpion on the far east. Most of them were just weird foods, but not really tasty. Until we tried an ox head and omen. Yucky to look at, but all the same. One of the most delicious meals we have ever eaten. Okay, so like right here, it's like covered in dirt. Like, like, uh, like mud, like really bright brown mud. And, um, it's on like this bowl and I guess they're like cleaning it. But, I can't even see the eyes. Like, I can see the nose and I can see the head. But I can't see the ears. I can't see the eyes. Um, I can see this like weird thing behind it. I guess that's like part of its neck. But it doesn't look connected to it but it also does the more you look at it i know i'm just confused about it i would try it they say it's yummy but no thank you maybe i don't know it just doesn't look very appetizing to me scurrying its way into number 15 is rats in india freshly caught rat is a highly coveted Coveted menu item in parts of North Northeast Asia, India. Right, Asia for a second there. Um, so they've like got them hanging upside down on like these strings. Like, um, I don't know if you guys will know what I'm talking about, but it's like um, almost like the that weaved kind of string. Like, it doesn't look weird, but it looks like they've glued all the string together in just, like, straight lines, almost, and then, like, curled it, almost. But they've got them hanging upside down, and it almost looks like they've, like, cooked them to brisk. Like, they're black, but with no hair, and some of them are upside down, but some of them aren't. No, thank you. No, sorry. Hard pass. Thank you very much. Number 16 is probably the most appetizing or most delicious looking one there is in this list. Because it's a camel burger in Morocco. Now, it kind of, maybe though a lot of people, doesn't sound the best. But it looks delicious. Like, it doesn't look like the rest of them. It doesn't look like rats. It doesn't look like a decapitated ox head. It doesn't look like... Trying to look at something. It doesn't look like giant egg, ant eggs and raspberry. It doesn't look like fried insect bugs. It doesn't look like weird coconut worms. It looks like a delicious burger that anyone would eat. And I just have to say that now. It's pretty confronting and it was hard to ignore the giant camel's head hanging on hooks above the meat stall. Fez, the, old of, the oldest of Morocco's imperial cities, seems like it, it is frozen in time. 
the older walled part of the city, Fes El Bali, Bali, I don't know how to pronounce it, is a medieval med Medina Medina recognized as a UNESCO World Heritage Site. The Medina is one of the world's largest urban car-free zones. So there's other stuff, but it's kind of just like that. I wanted it describing the burger, but it didn't really do that for me. But it looks delicious. That's all I can say. Sadly, number 17 is much, much, much worse than number 13 with the coconut worms. Number 17 is bigger and scarier and less appetizing. It's mopane worms in South Africa. For the brave, they can also be eaten raw and uncooked. It's literally the entire description. And then the rest is like, where to find mopane worms? What do mopane worms taste like? They tasted like very salty and crunchy. Sorry, they tasted very salty and crunchy. Can't read. Don't judge me. It's like 8.13 at night. Like they had been grilled until they were charcoal. I can't say it was unpleasant. They can be served as a dried or fried delicacy or added to stews. For the brave, they can also be eaten raw and uncooked. They give me, like, goosebumps on my tongue. And I never felt that before. This is There's a first for everything, and this is a first. And it's making me, like, shiver down the back of my throat. No thank you. And I bit my cheek. I bit my cheek on an ulcer. Because I bit my cheek before, and then I got an ulcer from that, and I just bit on the ulcer again, and I regret everything. It hurts. Anyway, moving on to number 18. Stinking its way into number 18 is durain fruit in Southeast Asia. One word. Durain fruit. Durain. It can spark disgust or delight. It's called the king of fruits, and eating it is a, th is a thing in Southeast Asia. My first experience tasting durain came in 2005. When at the Madrain, Madurin, oh Mandarin, I'm slightly, yeah, at the Mandarin Oriental in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, I ordered the Durain pancakes. Suffice it to say, there was plenty of food left on my plate that day. I could barely stand the smell and taste onslaught. Yeah, durian fruit is like super stinky. Like, I think, I'm pretty sure it's fine when it has the skin on, but as soon as you cut that, you release doom upon yourself and anyone near you. Seriously? Like, it's the stinkiest thing. I've ever heard of. I'm so glad that I've never, like, B 
being near it when someone's cut it open. Oh my gosh. Uh-uh, 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 uh So stinky. Honestly, I feel like right by our bad racks, there's like a pipe or something, and we think it's burst because it's stinking. Like, it's dank. Like, actually dank. Now, I believe someone's brought a durain fruit and just yeeted it into the garden, and every day they just put more into the garden, so it would just be endless stink. Like, not even kidding. It's so disgusting. Moving on, away from the smell, on to number 19. <sighs> I'm finally away from that stink. Those durain fruits, nah, -uh, never gone back anywhere near them. Away from the stink. Back to the cr back to the crunch of creepy weird bugs that are weirdly edible. Chappy lines and pre-Hispanic food in Mexico is our number 19. I had the hardest time with the little grasshopper legs getting stuck in my teeth. What do chappy lines taste like? The flavor of chappy lines is actually really good. However, I don't think I'll try it again if presented with the chance. What I had the hardest time with was a little Mexican grasshopper legs getting stuck in my teeth. Ew. Rather than taste, it was an issue of texture and a mental challenge I had a hard time surpassing. You have to try a chappy lines for yourself, though. Adventurous or picky eaters alike must try the pre-Hispanic foods when in Mexico City. Well, um, I would not like something getting stuck in my teeth, especially if it was legs. But at least it doesn't stink like vomit. And the crunch, I feel like it would kind of taste Good. Maybe. I don't know. 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 Would you try it? I would, but we ain't going anywhere anytime soon. You know what I mean? Because of COVID. So, yes. On to number 20. Away from the bugs and into the flyers again. Coming in at number 20 is Pickled Swallow in Loas. Laos? Laos. L-A-O-S. It's like that um, chef. Um, so if you don't know what swallow is, it's like those birds with like the pointy wings. I'm pretty sure that's what they're talking about. And you like fly super close to the ground and they go zoom, 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 left or right. And they're like... Ooh, look at me, I fly really close to the ground and I'm really fast. Those kind of birds, I'm pretty sure. I've not experienced anything like sour swallows, but I firmly believe once firmly believe once is more than enough. One of the most exotic foods of Laos has to be pickled swallows or knock and toon in Leo language. I'm gonna look up how to say Leo. How to pronounce Leo.
Probably need to plug my earphones in, that's too much. So it rhymes with blouse. Louse. Oh, it's louse. And lau and lau rhymes with cow. Oh. All of the pronunciations, including leos, are incorrect. Okay, that's how I was pronouncing it. Laos. It's actually Laos or Lao. That's interesting. Okay. A speciality of Zeng Koang provinced province located in the little visited northeast of Laos. Sao swallows are seasonal delicacy of the region. With its re relatively high altitude and cool climate, Zhang Koang Province is home to many distinct food items not found in other parts of Laos. So they pickle birds. Well, I think it's birds, unless they're talking about a different swallow. Wow. What does it taste like? The much sought after delicacy has an extremely pungent, overpowering sour taste, and if the taste doesn't get to you, the texture will. You need a stomach of steel to get through the crunchy little bits of bone and beak. I have not experienced anything like Zhang Koang's famous sour swallows, but I firmly believe once is more than enough. Well, that tells me and I feel like everybody else, to probably not eat it. Ever. Unless if you like tasting weird, sour, exotic birds. And we're back to eggs, because coming in at number 21 is fertilized duck egg and hot vit... Sorry, fertilized duck egg hot vit lon in Vietnam. That's a tongue twister and a half. Of course, I had to try it. You eat hot vit lon with some lime, salt, pepper, and an, and a, a herbal green leaf. There was a spelling mistake there. That wasn't my fault this time. There I am in Hanoi, Vietnam. I'm walking around with my food tour guide, enjoying the local dishes. When my tour guide starts talking to me about food we've had. Now, I normally never shy away from a new, new opportunity. So she takes an interest in how easily I've adapted to the exotic foods we've had, we've had so far. I told her that the weirdest food I've tried before was bullet egg, and she stopped me. Well, now we have to try hot vit lon. Okay, hold up. I want, what is hot vit lon? What is hot vit lon? We're learning things with me, Olivia. Uh, hot vit lon. It says... What is hot vit lawn? Okay, eating hot vit lawn. 
as I looked at the egg, Hotvitlon. Okay, Hotvitlon is an egg. I could vaguely hear people providing me encouragement and instructions, but in my mind I kept thinking, how do I get myself to do these things? So Hotvitlon is an egg. Egg. What does fertilized duck egg taste like? My, my recommendation is to try eating Hotvitlon in one go, duck egg. My immediate... My immediate reaction was a gag reflex, to be honest. It's hard to eat the egg without knowing what's inside of it. That said, the egg itself is very good. If you like the taste of egg yolks, Hot Fit Lawn is basically that times two. Would I have it again? I would most definitely... I most definitely would mess that up. Do I recommend anyone else to try it? Absolutely. Well, that says it there. So if you like yolk, like that yellow stuff and eggs, and you really like it, try Hot Bit Lun. Because apparently it's that times two. Or oh, fertilized duck egg. Moving on to number 22. Scarring into number 22 is Mexican Jungle Rat in Playa del Carmen. Now, while I don't mind eating a bit of rodent, I didn't want to literally eat crap. As I write about food around the world, I've eaten some things that most people would turn away. But unless an animal is endangered or, or it's unethical, I won't eat it. So you won't catch me eating turtle eggs. But I have eaten bullet in the Philippines, crickets in Mexico, and guinea pig in Ecuador. All of those were on our list as well. So, this lady or man goes around the world and eats foods that, like he or she said, would turn away most of the time. Which is pretty cool, I think. Like, trying new foods would be cool. But it's also, like, they, this, I can see guts. No, thank you. But, like, it doesn't sound the worst to be traveling around the world because, like, that sounds fun. And then also trying new food is also great because then you know what you like and not like. And you can, like, put more foods into your favorite foods. And you can also put the food, some foods into the foods that I will never eat again. Unless if it's for money, or it's for a good cause, or both. This isn't really an animal, it's, it's a soup. Coming in at number 23 is Sopa de Mondego. Sorry if I pronounce any of these words wrong. Mondongo tripe soup in Nicaragua. N-I-C-A-R-A. G-U-A. A lot of these words in this list is too confuzzling for my brain, even though I have a big galaxy brain. But not everything in the galaxy is known. <laughs> okay, let's get back on track. I'm going off track. I'm going far, far away from the railroad track. The stomach lining itself was very chewy, and I had a rather strong and chewy and had a rather strong taste, but it was not unplateable. 
what is tribe? Mondongo in English is tripe, which, in case you don't know, is the edible lining from the stomachs of various farm animals, like cattle and sheep. In Nicaragua, Goa, a special delicacy is sopa de mondongo, literally tripe soup. Okay, uh, what does it taste like? Uh, mondongo, that's how I'm pronouncing it now, mondongo soup has a pleasant taste. Not unlike typical vegetable and meat broths found across Latin America. In addition to the very fury appearance of the stomach lining it had ripe banana plant platano cassava carrots and a range of other tasty vegetables the stomach lining itself was very chewy and had a rather strong taste but it was not unplateable um so I don't know what this part was where it said in addition to the fury, but, and then it had like in brackets an exclamation mark, and then it went on to appearance of the stomach, but it, there was no full stop, because like of the exclamation mark, but there was no capital A, which is confusing me, but I'm not going to ask questions. If any of you know what it is, let me know. I've already mentioned my... Uh, Instagram, I'm pretty sure. Can't remember. Can't be bothered to go back. But, so it's lining, like stomach lining of animals. No, 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 thank you. Moving on to number 24. Number 24 is a bit too sluggish for me because... It is S. Cargot's Snails in Paris. Some people find it weird, but S. Cargot's are common food in France. Although some people find it weird, S. Cargot's Snails in Fran French are popular food in France. S. Cargot's are low in fat, high in water and proteins, plus they taste good. Actually, mankind is eat eating snails since the prehistoric times. If some of that sounded kind of weird, I'm just reading off what's here. I'm not trying to, like, fix it or anything. Um, but what do they taste like? Escargots, S escargots, yeah. E-S-C-A-R-G-O-T-S. Escargots. Escargots are fluffy and they tend to taste like whatever they are cooked in, which is usually butter, garlic, and parsley. Usually, escargots come with two special tools to eat them, snail tongs and a snail fork. Therefore, it's important to be familiar with these tools before eating snails. You, won't, you don't want to make them fly in the middle of dinner. I mean... So they taste like what they cooked in. Uh, plus the stuff on top of them. But the picture just shows snail shells with green stuff. 
And you can actually, it says where to find them. You can find escargots in restaurants or Parisian, par, Parisian bistros, but they are not a menu staple. If you want to be sure to eat escargots, we recommend places like El Escargot at 38 Rue Montorgueil. M-O-N-T-O-R-G-U-E-I-L. Paris 2, in brackets. That are famous for their escargots. You cannot miss this place. There is a huge golden snail on the top of its roof. Okay. Well, that's hot. Yeah, that's so easy to miss. Yeah, just walk right by a giant golden snail. Wow. Okay, so apparently they're good. So if you happen to be right near 38 Rue Montagale, try snails. This one shouldn't be on this list, but let's go with it, because I can't be bothered to like skip one and then ruin the entire thing. Because coming up at number 23... Five is Takaka Soup in Brazil. T-A-C-A-C-A with that little comet looking thing pointing to the left downwards, whatever is how you spell it. It's Takaka Soup in Brazil. Brazilian Takaka, a mouth-numbing delicacy. We left... The restaurants aren't able to feel our mouths. Okay, that's one reason why it's on this list. Uh, it's apparently Amazon Rainforest forest food. And what does it taste like? If you really want the full effect of the numbing, you should chew the leaves for a few minutes. Yeah, totally. Not be able to feel your mouth. The sensation feels like something we have experienced at the dentist and and is completely unusual. I don't want to feel what the dentist does to you. I already hate the dentist enough, even though he keeps my teeth clean. But no, thank you. I don't want to be at the dentist again trying to have a nice meal. I was pretty weirded out by the sensation, but Candy really enjoyed it. C-A-N-D-I. I'm guessing that's like a friend. Both of us would try it again, though, if given the opportunity. Okay, so it's nice, but also with the sensation of going back to the dentist. No, thank you. I would like to have my dinner without feeling like I'm at the dentist. Thank you very much. And coming up is probably the weirdest dessert I've ever heard of. Number 26, it's chicken pre breast dessert in Turkey. Fancy for some, fancy some ch chicken for dessert? I don't know why I couldn't read that. I really couldn't read that. Um, but it looks like rice, like some type of like, you know that sticky rice that they use in like sushi? Like that, but more sticky. Like way more sticky. And then they just cut, like, turkey breast into, like, the thinnest slices and just slapped it onto the rice, kind of covered it very badly and left a lot of rice showing. And boom, you have a dessert. Um, 
Oh gosh. Okay, let me try and pronounce this. What does tav tavak gogoshi gogoshu chicken dessert taste like? What does it taste like? Okay, what it's spelled? What how it's spelled? T a v u k space for that was tavak. Sorry, I burped. And then for gogoshu, g o with like two little dots on the top. G S U with two little dots on the top. So G O G S U and the O and the U have little dots on the top. Yeah, that's what I'm working with in this thing that I decided that would be fun to create and would actually go decent. But um, how's that working out for me? Uh, how does it taste like? What does it taste like? The final, the final result has a sweet, creamy, and slightly sticky texture and is served with cinnamon. See, I told you, it's sticky! It's sticky! Calm. If you love milky desserts, you're sure to love this counterpart called... Here we go again. Kazaban Dibi. Kazaban Kaz Kazan Dibi. K-A-Z-A-N-D-I-B-I. Kazan Dibi. Uh, you're sure to love its counterpart called Kazan Dibi, which is made of Tavak Gagoshu. But the outer layer is caramelized. Okay, that sounds decent. I'm not gonna lie. It doesn't sound as bad as it looks. Also, I don't see the cinnamon. Hello, where's the cinnamon? Actually, it's the chicken is like so dark. The cinnamon is actually blending in with it. Um, just saying, I've done this over like this podcast episode over the span of a couple of days because I procrastinate procrastinate a lot, like a lot. So like, I'll do like five or six sections, like segments. And I'll go, mm, that's it, bye. And then I'll skip like two or three days. Because like on the days I'll be like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then something happens. And then like, like I'll find a YouTube video. I'm like, oh, I'll watch one and eat. And then I'll find another one while I'm eating. And I'll watch that. And then I'll get distracted. And I'll watch more and more and more. And then dinner comes. And I'll eat dinner. And then I'll watch more and more and more. And I'll forget about it. And by the time I finally remember, it's bedtime. And I'm like, why do I do this to myself? Like, I'm doing the... I'm doing... You know when you make a V with your hand. And all your fingers on one side. And your thumbs on the other. And it's like a V. And you just put it on your forehead. That's what I'm doing right now. Just like, why do I do this to myself? Anyway, the segment is already too long. I'm going to end it and go to number 27. Tarantulas, tarantulas. Everybody loves tarantulas. If there's fuzz where your hamster was, it's probably because of tarantulas. Tarantulas. Because coming in number 27 is bugs. No, I'm kidding. It's tarantulas and seam reap. I'm sorry, I had to sing that as my intro. I just had to. Like, there's no stopping me. Once you get over that, the fact that you're eating bugs, bugs, seriously, there's no mental barrier stopping you. You can enjoy the food freely. No, I can't because I have a giant phobia. I have arachnophobia, which is 
a phobia of spiders. Wait, is it just spiders? Arachnophobia. Arachnophobia. I spelled that so wrong. Alright, arachnophobia is an intense and irrational fear of spiders and other arachnids such as scorpions. Okay, well, I'm not too scared of scorpions. I'm just really scared of spiders. Treatment is typically by exposure therapy where the person is presented with pictures of spiders or the spiders themselves. I'm never getting treatment. Treatment for arachnophobia. Never, ever, 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 ever getting treated for arachnophobia. And I'm getting off task and I'm doing a cringy song. <coughs> and I forgot how I was being recorded. Don't judge me. <coughs> and I'm tricky on my own spit. Hold up. <coughs> okay, I'm good. Alright, I'm back. Hold up. Alright, what does fried tarantula taste like? No, thank you. Although the texture of the crunchy, hairy legs between your teeth was a little odd, the body of the tarantula was quite enjoyable. I'm actually getting shivers down my arms. I'm actually getting shivers going down my arms. I'm not even kidding. It was almost like barbecue chicken, a crispy outside with a tender inside. Oh my gosh, I can't stop moving my arms more than I do every day. Because I have this like weird like thing where I do like really fast flapping. You can probably hear it. We loved every bite of her bugs so much that we went in for seconds a few days later and we brought friends. Oh gosh, once you get over that, the fact that you're eating bugs, there's no mental barrier stopping you. You can enjoy the food freely. These bugs are delicious, nutritious, eco-friendly, eco and a great way to support a local businesswoman. I'm actually getting shivers down my arms, like the lower half of my arms near my wrist, like from the elbow down. It's so weird, like I've never had that feeling before, just talking about the tarantulas. Like, them describing it, the hairy legs in between your teeth. I have to move on, I can't do this anymore. I actually just scared myself because I scrolled down and the picture was like these uh, tuna eyeballs, which is coming in at number 28. And they're like plastic. Like they're wrapped up in like uh, like foam containers with like plastic over them. But they're so big and I scrolled down and it scared me. <laughs> I scared myself with, with tuna eyeballs. Anyway, moving on, moving on. So coming in at number 28 is tuna eyeballs in Japan. Fish eyeballs are a delicacy in many parts of Japan and East Asia. Okay. Uh, what do they taste like? The flavor is similar to that of a boiled egg with seasoning. Oh gosh, why don't you just have a boiled egg then? Solves the entire issue. I also... I have also heard from the waiter of the restaurant that it is good for your health due to the omega fatty acids. It is said to increase your cognitive ability to. Uh, so apparently it's good for you, so maybe eat eggs and tuna eyeballs, but don't know where you're going to get them from if you live in Australia like me. I just bumped my microphone because my microphone is like attached to my headphones. It's like one of those microphones. It's not the ones that you pull out. Like you pull them down and then they click. 
and when they click, like if they're above the click, closer to your the top of the headphones, it's muted, and when they're closer to like your chest, and they click, that means they're unmuted. So if I click it, it'll be muted right now because it's not muted. But anyway, I'm getting off task again. I do that so easily. I'm easily entertained and easily and distracted. But uh, tuna eyeballs are served in many parts of Japan and East Asia. One would think that fish eyeballs is an ancient dish, but actually it came onto the scene in night. In 90s only. Okay. So it wasn't actually that long ago. I thought like they came. I thought they were like super recent. Like. like I don't really know. I just thought they were like more recent. But. Okay then. Facts are facts. It is what it is. On to the next one. We're actually almost there. Actually. We're almost done. Which is crazy because it took me like five days to get to here. <laughs> Moving on. Slithering, crawling, creeping, climbing into number 29 is exotic street food in China. We have the Spider King, the Centipede, there's the rest of it is like blocked off. Uh, sheep parts. Stuff that I won't mention. Um, stuff that is unlabeled but kind of looks like centipedes. Water beetles and snake. If you don't know what snake is, it's snake. But, like, it's just a funny way to say it. And here I discovered a collection of deep-fried sheep parts, roasted centipedes, uh, and scorpions wriggling on a stick. Uh... Asia is full of exotic foods that may seem strange to some, but perfectly acceptable to others. China, in particular, is a feast of oddball edibles. Some of these include fish skins, snake hearts, duck heads, and deep-fried spiders. Fun! Uh, it doesn't say what they taste like, because there's like too many, I guess. But, like, the spiders are crunchy. We've already done that. The water beetles would be crunchy. The snake would be, like... If anyone's ever felt a snake, it's almost like the um scales, like, grip you. Like, they go, mine now, and they grab you, and they're like, stay with me. Like, when they're, like, slithering on you, they're, like, so, like, sticky, and they, like, rip off your hairs, and you're like, ah, it's, such, it's so pretty, but so painful, even when it's not trying to kill me. Um, but yeah, the weirdest foods I've, uh, Chinese street food, uh, the weirdest foods I've encountered in China, I found in Beijing, on Wang Fujing Street. Here I discovered a collection of deep fried sheep, roasted centipedes, and scorpions reeling on a stick, that's, uh, so weird exotic street food it's literally stuff that they find on the street i guess like some of this would be like they found on the street and then others like not so much you know like the sheep but that's definitely exotic i would count that as exotic and i don't know how to end this one usually i can end them 
uh, wriggling its way out of 29 into number 30 is exotic street foods. Beautiful. Okay, some people are too a bit too desperate to get smarter because number 30 is a weird one. It's brain curry in India. No offense if you like really love brain curry, but uh, it. You know that, like, peach emoji? It looks like that, but, like, brain. Brain curry has a gooey, gooey texture and has a bit of a weird taste if you are having it for the first time. Do people eat brain? Brain curry is one of the, is one of the bizarre foods you can have in different parts of India. The spices vary from... Uh, region to region, but it's mostly a stir-fried dry dish and served with some gravy di dish or dal. I had one of the yummiest brain curries in Kochi in Kerala K-E-R-A-L-A There is made by stir-frying raw brain, brain onions tomatoes ginger, garlic paste, garlic paste cumin cumin and black pepper it's easy to cook and gets ready very fast okay what does it taste like brain curry tastes like soft cooked eggs creamy in the texture that melts in mouth in the mouth I can't read today uh, <laughs> brain curry is mostly fat and high cholesterol but at the same time it's rich in omega-3 fatty acids by vitamin <laughs> Vitamin B12, iron, and protein. It's considered good for boosting brain cells. See, people eat these to get big galaxy brain. Big brain. Big brain. I didn't even know there was vitamin B12. Okay, then. Um, It's safe to eat just like any other organ of a goat or lamb, although it should be consumed in moderation. It tastes best... If the brain meat is fresh, cut instead of frozen, I advise that everyone should try at least once to understand its taste. Okay, so, it's not our brains, it's not human brains. Don't get weird on me. You can't really get more weird than this. Anyway, it's goat or lamb brains. Now, if you really love goat or lamb, I'm so sorry, I should put a warning at the start. Um, but I keep, like, playing with my hair. I don't know if you can hear this. Yes, you can. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I keep playing with my hair. Yeah. And it hits, like, the ear bit, like, the round bit of my ear. Like, my nails or my fingers will keep hitting it. And then it vibrates through to the microphone. So if you hear this... While I'm talking, and it sounds like an earthquake, I'm just playing with my hair. That time I was actually viciously shaking it. Don't know if you can hear that or not, but yeah, moving on. Why don't we? Away from big brain brain eaters. <laughs> Stinking its way into more than I thought was is number 31. And it is Bendegi silkworms in South Korea. 
I'm sorry if I pronounced this wrong, but it's like B-E-O-N-D-E-G-I. I don't know if that's getting annoying for you guys, because like, I'll spell out any word that I don't know. Because I can't be bothered to look it up, because then I have to unplug my headphones, plug it in again, listen to it, which I'm probably never going to use that word again, and then unplug it, and then plug it back in while it's recording. I can't be bothered. But anyway, uh, what do they taste like? If you can get past the smell, the taste of the silkworms isn't too terrible. They have an earthly taste along with a gritty texture, making for an interesting palate experience. If I had the chance to eat Bendigi again, I would probably have to pass. It's not because I found the taste terrible, but it also wasn't something I need to eat over and over again. Although, if you are ever in South Korea, it's definitely worth a try. Okay. So, if you're ever in South Korea, eat silkworms. That's what I'm getting from this paragraph. That's literally what I'm getting. If you're ever in South Korea, go to a restaurant and say, Hey, yo, hit me up with them silkworms. Moving on, this is getting weird. Okay, funny story about this one. Uh, So, today, yeah, this is another day. What a surprise. Um, today at school, there was this, like, flying fox, like, hanging in a tree. And some people were saying it was stuck in the fence. Like, there was this fence. And some people were saying, no, it's not barbed wire. He's not stuck. He's just trying to sleep. Uh, but, yeah, so there was, like, this flying fox across the road from the school. And everyone was going crazy about it, um about this flying fox hanging in a tree, apparently stuck in the fence. Um, as you can probably tell, I don't believe that it was stuck in the fence, because I came back at recess and it was gone. But then again, Mrs. T was also calling somebody at that time and looking worried for the fox. Uh, flying fox bat, whatever it is. Um, I can't... I can't be bothered. Anyway, so, yeah, I don't know if it was stuck or not. You can decide for yourself. Anyway, I'm playing with my hair again. Number 32 is Flying Fox in Vanuatu. I'm getting sick of saying, like, number 32. Like, I feel like I could say it in so many other ways. Anyway, I'm getting off task. Flying foxes are a delicacy for the people of Vanuatu and New Caledonia. Uh, what does bat meat taste like? Some, ta- some say it tastes like chicken, then just have chicken. Some say it has a very strong flavor, like game meat, then, ache, then eat game meat. So we don't have another plague! Anyway, continuing on. With all the sauce in the kivet, C-I-V-E-T, I don't know how to pronounce it, I can't remember. I didn't find the taste of the bat strong. Also, I don't think we had the right technique for eating it, as the many small bones were quite annoying. If I eat it again, I'd like to have it cooked, as the locals do, to taste the meat better. Flying foxes are very important for the ecosystem as they pollinate many plants and <coughs> something in my throat. Uh, 
plants and disperse seeds. Many species are threatened, so if you want to eat a flying fox, ask if it is the Pacific flying fox, as this is as this one is widespread and not in danger. It is not. I don't know about you, but I'm not about to risk putting bat meat anywhere near my mouth. What with the deadly novel coronavirus 2019 and Cove 20 now, um, believed to have originated from originated in bats, uh, spreading like wildfire fire in. China and around the world. This zoonotic virus involves f- involved from animals, specifically bats, in a Chinese wet wet market in Wuhan, where the outbreak is believed to have begun and is spread to others by having close contact. Okay, that was the editor's note, and I totally agree with him. Like, I'm never putting bats or rats or anything near my mouth that's if you guys want to do it that's totally your decision if you start the coronavirus i'm blaming you um yeah but so you can eat bats which is crazy and i totally agree with these this editor and i would have done the exact same thing honestly like um if it was up to me i'm not putting any bats or rats or anything near my mouth don't know about you guys. Add juice. Sorry, I was thirsty. But maybe you guys might. I won't. Anyway. Um, I seriously don't know how to end some of these. Anyway, bye. Wait, no, not bye. Uh, moving on. Red and orange and yellow and green. Blue and pink and... Purple tacos. Mm, hold up. Hold up. Let me try that again. I also messed up the rainbow, so I have to try this again. Red and orange and yellow and green. Purple tacos and blue and pink. Number 33 is purple... Is purple blue tacos in Mexico. Yep, we're back to Mexico. One of the strangest foods I had was the taco with the blue corn tortilla shell in Mexico. So lovely. So beautiful. What do blue corn tacos taste like? One of the strangest foods. In Mexico, I had was the taco with the blue corn tortilla shell. This isn't really because of the taste. It had a very slight difference and is a bit stronger. But rather the color. While it may not be the craziest food compared to the others on this list, it was sure one of the most memorable. There's actually a trend in Mexico that that flavors this type of that f- flavors this types of taco the other over the other more plain varieties and you'll see some very hyperish locals chowing chow- chowing down on these treats i can't speak um so order three tacos at a time when you're next in mexico city and you can sample each flavor to see if you can taste the difference 
So apparently there's a purple taco, a blue taco, and then there's a normal taco, I think. I don't know. Um, but I just realized, like, I watch over, like, each segment, like, like I listen to it. And I just realized that I keep, ma like, making this, like, weird whistling noise. And it's with my nose every time I breathe in because I have, like, a bit of a stuffy nose. Like, every time I breathe in, like, I don't know if you just heard it then, but I'll hear, like, a whistling sound, like, like, sucking in, like, like that, not, like, because that's too loud. Ow, I just hit my elbow on the funny part. <laughs> I hit my funny bone. I hit my funny bone. It might be funny for you, it's not funny for me. Owie, owie, owie. I'm moving on. So I was so close. I was so close and I hit my bone. Ah, oh, I skipped one. Never mind. Not the deadline, and we have one more to go after this. Ah, I wrote the wrong thing. I left one out. Oh, I think I left it. Oh, I left it out. Oh, yeah. I left it out because it was alcohol. <laughs> and I'm still going to do it. Uh, Number 34. Because if I skip it, it won't be 35. Number 34 is Gleam Rum in Caracas. Here we go again. C-U-R-A-C-A-O. Rum Bade is made with a mix of ingredients and spices from a secret recipe. Ooh, shh. You can't tell anybody. <laughs> although, the, although the Dutch Caribbean island of Caraco is famous for its sapphire blue and orange Caraco liquor, liqueur, made with the dried peel of the Laraja citrus fruit. It has another less well-known drink wor worth seeking out. This unusual drink is rum bere, green rum, a potent Caribbean rum blended with local herbs and spices. If you're curious about exactly which spices and ingredients are in it, you just have to set your reservations aside because rum bade is made accordingly to a secret recipe. What does it taste like? I actually like this name, rum bade. Because, like, the own rum has the little flick going to the right and the E. And the other E has the flick going to the right, not to the left this time. Tinted bright green and with a slight and ice flavor, the distilled spirit was originally invented in the 1950s by Ernesto Neto Costa. The, pro the, propri the proprietor of Neto's bar, a neighborhood hangout that's still off the beaten path for most tourists. You can enjoy. Okay, that doesn't say anything. Wait. I mean, no. It's really. It's just that. That's all it says, which is kind of sad. Anyway. So, 
I probably skipped that one because it was like alcohol. But I did. I think I clicked the explicit contact context button. I don't know. I don't know how this works. I just click random things and see what happens. <laughs> I'm hilarious. I cracked myself up. Anyway, moving on to the final one. The final count. It's your final countdown. You heard me. Thirty five is Pebwaki in Brazil. Boy. Let me say that clearer and actually in English, please. Number 35, and the final one, oh my gosh, is Pep Walking in Brazil. It was like I just eaten a uh, porcupine. Suddenly I had these tiny spikes sticking out of my tongue and the inside of my cheeks. Brazil has so many fruits that you've probably never seen before. Tasting them is usually a lot of fun, but there was one cool pepwaki that caught me by surprise. A pepwaki is a yellowish-orange fruit about the size of an unshelled walnut, but more oval in shape. It's always eaten cooked and not raw. And it's usually added to savory rather than sweet dishes. When I tasted it though, it was served on its own as part of a bus stop buffet with a variety of other dishes somewhere in the interior of Brazil. I wasn't sure what it was. And since I'm a vegan, I asked the woman working behind the counter whether it was a plant or animal organ. It was of a plant or an animal organ. She assured me that it was indeed a plant and a very tasty one. Okay. What does it taste like? Well, she failed to mention, however, that there was dozens of sharp spines sticking out of the pit in the middle of the fruit. I found out later that you're supposed to gently scrape off the out layers of the fruit with your teeth, being careful not to touch the spikes. But I bit right into it and even s sucked on the pit, and suddenly I had these tiny little spikes sticking out of my tongue, the inside of my cheeks, and the roof of my mouth. It was just like I'd eaten a porcupine. The rest of the bus ride was pretty miserable. And it took a couple days to pluck out all the spines with the tweezers. Oh my gosh, it took a couple days? Why? Okay, that sounds horrible, but there's still more. Pepaki are sometimes sold, canned, and sliced. With the spines removed in the grocery stores in Sao Paulo and other large cities. This is probably a safe way to try them if you're curious, but I'm never touching one again. Yeah, and that's it for the strangest food around the world. If you said ill or hell no at least once and opened your mind to experience to experiencing new cultures and exotic foods, our world our work here is done. And so is mine. If you made it to the end, I applaud you. I applaud you too. I applaud your curiosity and your strong stomach. I do too. 
Those trenches got me though, almost. Oh. Please take a quick moment to share this with the most adventurous foodie you know. Yeah, do that. Share it around. Share this podcast. Until the next time, I. Until the next time, I just decide to gross you out. Mm-hmm. Happy eating, Ray X, and happy eating from me, Seeker. I actually almost said my full name, like first and last name, but I can't do that because. Call me Secret, and I'm out until next time. Peace. Recording it. Oh, fudge. I thought it did a countdown. Last time I did this, I... Dragon fruit, fruit, asparagus, parsley, and lettuce. They're all normal fruit. Nope. <laughs> that went better in my head. Viewer discretion is advised. I went through this before, just be nice. I'm giving you guys a warning in advance. If you don't have a strong stomach, or you can't handle... (laughs) Bugs! Viewer discretion is advised. I went through this before, just be nice. I'm giving you guys a warning in advance. If you don't have a strong stomach, or you can't hang... I keep messing up on that same word. If you don't have a strong stomach... Keep messing up on that one. Our first crazy fruit food is f- <laughs> trotting in at number seven is basashi raw horse meat in Japan. In Japan, I got to try many f- strange dis- dishes such as raw horse meat and cod sperm, which looks like human brain. Japan has one of the most delicious. Del- I give up. Sadly, this number 17, wait, I'm going to say this, oh.